ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Yes, she is. We're here with podcast <laughs> goodness for you this week. That's right. It's another podcast. We're on a roll, guys. And you know what? I think it's because we know you're listening. These numbers, y'all. Let me tell you about these numbers. You folks have been doing us a, a, a solid a just stone cold solid you have been telling people about the show and it's showing up in the numbers and i'm so glad because even more people get to hear me ramble and and make up the intros as i go along but no sincerely we appreciate you and and we thank you for all your dedication over all this uh over all this time in these trying times we're we're going back to the corporation talk listen (laughs) listen in these trying times yeah no, did, we always appreciate it. We always appreciate you sharing and everything. Did um, I hear what? Did you hear that Budweiser will not be showing a Super Bowl ad this year? Okay, why? Because I heard that um, Coca-Cola is not doing Super Bowl ads because of money. That's right. You know why? Because they're jerks. They don't want us to be entertained during these trying times. They've 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 shown us the Clydesdales every year for i don't know how long we get no what's up guys we get no frogs we get nothing that will help to alleviate all the pain and suffering that we're going through as a nation thanks a lot budweiser first you give us sad beer now you give us no commercial humor during the super bowl why else do you watch the super bowl i think that's a little bit of an overreaction but okay okay that's fair but yeah, no, they're 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 claiming it's because you know they're they're trying to be sensitive to the world right now, uh, as a corporation, and they would like us to take time to reflect, and be with our families during these commercials or during the Super Bowl. They want us to relate to one another instead of focusing on, hey, I wonder what's going to happen this year during the ads. I I'm not buying it. I no, think it it's financial. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the news uh, this morning, they, they went on to say, because I, I heard this news on uh, the Today Show this morning, they they also mentioned that they have not sold out of Super Bowl ad space as of yet. So Yeah, yeah I was wondering about by, this, because uh, when Coca-Cola said, when Coca-Cola said, like, we're not buying ads this year because of finances and everything like that, I was like, oh, fuck. Man. <laughs> And uh, uh, Pepsi said that they're not buying ads as well. Um, But with their situation, I guess, because they have the halftime show, they decided not to, like, invest more. They they said they're going to focus on the halftime show. But it's kind of the same thing. (laughs) So it's just going to be... We have a lot of money involved. Pepsi presents the Pepsi halftime show at uh, Pepsi's Super Bowl. But they're not going to be showing any ads, so that's fine. Right. Sorry. Took a sip of my oh, iced coffee. Bad like timing. <laughs> You're right. We need it. Yeah. That's okay. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> no no ads from some of the big boys this year. I wonder if we're going to get the uh, traditional Doritos ad that plays out like a, uh, a Tex Avery animated short from back in the day. You know, we, we need that. We need I'm that worried they're all going to be super bummer. I don't oh. like it already. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to be like the heartfelt Clydesdale, like those types of ads where you're like, what? Please don't. I don't want this. 
Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going to be wearing masks in the ads. We're going to look back on these in years and years from now and be like, oh, fuck, remember that? Ugh. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that we rarely look back on Super Bowls because you'll get copyright strike if you uh, watch it on or if you post it on YouTube. So, yeah, once the Super Bowl happens, you really don't. Though, I know they try to sell like those special edition uh, VHS DVDs, whatever. Uh, saying, hey, remember the Super Bowl? Like, no, I, I, it's cool. The game happened. It's over. People lost money. People, People that are money. super into it, that it's their team, probably do. But, I mean, yeah. they must, someone must be watching it because they're selling them. They're manufacturing them. That is true. That is true. There's a lot of a lot of sports heads out there. But I don't I don't know anyone who who would do that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they Maybe they'd look up clips of a specific play or something. Hey, That's I, it. I got family members that are still sitting on VHS copies of the Super Bowl shuffle from the 80s. So I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are excited here because it's uh, Tampa and Tampa's going to the Super Bowl. So, mm. yeah, we're going to have some COVID outbreaks, guys. I'm but excited. At, I was going to say, wait. but at what cost, Lex? At what cost? You guys got Tom Brady over there now. What's up with that? You have no opinion on Tom Brady. Why are you acting like you do? Now they say you, you don't gotta care. you gotta separate the man from his politics, and so I do. And I just dislike Tom Brady because of his politics. I don't care if he catches five footballs at the same time in his mouth. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that he's a fucking Trump supporter. Was it confirmed, or was that like a rumor? I think it was confirmed. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. I don't know. I don't follow it enough. I don't care about him. <laughs> well, on the off or chance football that much. That Tom Brady is a Trump very supporter. casual fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I'm sure you're right. Like I- I've definitely heard that, but I don't know. Like I feel like he's one of those guys that's just like I don't like to talk about politics because I'm a white man. It doesn't affect me. Right. Right. Like oh, guys, I feel like that's it. Why do we have to bring politics and everything? Why do we have to make it a racial issue? Okay. No, all right? It's, look, look. All I do is I go out here and I play America's game for American people. It doesn't matter if you're black, white. You know, usually they say something super racist after that. Purple. <laughs> like, all they they get, always yeah. say purple. Yeah, they always, they always... purple. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very fascinated that that's your white, that's how white people sound to you. Oh, really? That's very fascinating. Not all white people. Yeah. Just Tom Brady, in my mind. I've never heard okay, Tom Brady gotcha. speak, so there, that's that's my Tom Brady. Sounds a lot like, like my Obama, so that does say a lot about me. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of it's racial issues. Interest- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What a transition. Hey, I guess continue. I don't huh? <laughs> President Biden is giving. Oh, it feels good to say oh. that. Just uh, savor that for a second. Yeah, let's just sit on that moment right now. That's President, the first time you've said that. Yes. President Biden, uh, he's been putting his pen to work since he's been in office. The night that he got inaugurated, he's been putting his pen to work. We talked about that a little bit last week. Well, he's been on a roll. He's been, uh, he, he, he reinstated uh, trans eligibility into our military, which was a, a wonderful thing. Um it says that uh, he he signed racial equity executive orders. Now, this is nine hours ago. So uh, apparently, uh, the big picture here on Axios claims 
Biden needs the support of Congress to push through police reform or new voting rights legislation. The executive order serves as his own down payment to immediately address systemic racism while he focuses on the pandemic. So this is good, you know. He's, he's, he's putting the onus on them. Like, look, this is what I want to happen as the president. I'm putting it in writing, black and white right there, and purple. And <laughs> we want to make this happen. Yeah, and purple. And purple. And purple. <laughs> so, I yeah, mean, this is amazing. He's doing much more progressive things than we anticipated he yeah, was going to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right out the bat. I also read earlier that he's trying to push for the fleet of, like, federal cars, like, all the cars to become electric. Like. Amazing. This is really, really progressive stuff that he's doing. And the Democrats have been pushed further to the left, for sure, which is amazing. Janet Yellen, uh, today we learned that she was going to be uh, the first woman Treasury Secretary. Oh, and yeah, yeah, she's she's already been sworn in, actually, (laughs) by uh, Kamala Harris. So, yeah. Just history happening all over the place. Yes, for for sure. sure. (laughs) And I like that it's like it's celebrated, but then it's also like get to work. Like that is that is a a really nice vibe of like, okay, cool. We have this. This is awesome. This is really cool. All right. Now, now go, you know, go do the work. Exactly. Okay, cool. (laughs) There was a there was an interesting exchange today, I guess. Um, First of all. I, I, I'm not familiar with the young lady's name, and I think we touched on her last week, but the uh, the press secretary who's doing her job. And I think the reason that I, I yeah. don't know her name, like the back of my hand at this point, is because she's doing her job, you know, just yeah. so well. Yeah, we shouldn't know her name. <laughs> right. She's not, she's not a celebrity, but she's celebrated. So um, she's been doing her job so well. She's answering reporters' questions directly, frankly, uh, whether it be positive or negative not caring what outlet they're from, just putting it out there. But President Biden, uh, he was he was grilled by some dude named Ducey, who works for um, Fox News. And, you know, when they're when they're leaving the room or whatever, people always shout questions at the president right. or whoever they're interviewing. And so the guy asked, President Biden, what did you talk to uh, Vladimir Putin about during your call today? <laughs> and Biden goes, you. He says hi, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. I did not realize who the reporter was, though. I didn't right. know that full context, which makes it even funnier. Well, I'll add yeah, this, too. Yeah, I just like that Biden was like, I'm not answering that fucking question. Right. Bye. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. What's cool. great about that is, is twofold. Like, one, what he talked about with, with Putin was already on the record. It had been published through the White House website because, again, this is a, a, an arm of uh, his, his administration that are doing their job. Bold of you to assume they check, uh, like, do any background work over at Fox News, Matt. But okay, very, continue. Very good point. But then I also read with this very same reporter, he had a, he had a similar exchange when he was basically being, um, you know, bullied into telling them who his pick for vice president was and he's like yeah i've selected a vice president and they're like who is it you <laughs> congratulations oh my god so he just likes giving this guy a hard time and it's fox news i completely co-sign that that's 100 percent acceptable yeah and also if that's him bullying 
we're safe, guys, <laughs> because that's nothing compared to the uh, the bullying that we've seen otherwise. Yep. Uh, like in the past four years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I Somebody, mean, of course, the, the the conservative folks on Twitter have been trying to po- point out, like, oh, you know, if uh, Trump had said anything like this to Jim Acosta, you know, people would be hanging him out to dry. And he so, did that shit for like four years. He did do that. He said the the most terrible. What, yeah. what, what world are we living in right now? What the we're, fuck? We're, <laughs> we're living in a world of willful ignorance. And what's funny is specifically the Jim Acosta reference. He accosted <laughs> this man. Uh, he was the uh-huh. one. He was the one that had the exchange with him, where basically he told him, "You're bad at your job. Shut up. Sit down. Give me the microphone." He tried to send one of one of his right, people right. after him to get the mic. So yeah, not only did he say things like that to Jim Acosta, he said worse things like that to Jim Acosta. He said worse things to to uh, Megyn Kelly. The one time that our entire country felt sympathy for Megyn Kelly was because she got accosted by President Trump at the time. So yeah, he's done a lot worse. Obviously, he's tweeted a lot worse. But you know. Right. People I, I, this is. Uh, yeah, they had that whole thing with the Rolex, where they're like, oh, "Yeah, why is uh, <laughs> why is Joe Biden wearing a Rolex?" That was um, uh, New York Times. Okay. Wrote an op-ed, and it's like, and, and then of course, two seconds later, someone does a little bit of research, like next to no research, they go, "Oh yeah, it belonged to Bo Biden." Right. It was Bo Biden's fucking Rolex. He wore his dead son's Rolex at his inauguration to become president of the United States after running since 1988. Fucking, like, do a little bit of research. Right. Um, like, and I and I realize everyone is, has, you know, it's funny because liberals get just as mad at these organizations as conservatives do. True. Um, we're just not absolutely insane and in throwing them out altogether. We're, we're looking at them at a larger, um, more nuanced scale. Right. But yeah, like that's just irresponsible. And or do you really have to paint out the gate like everything that's wrong? Like with, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm so annoyed with this bullshit. It is irresponsible. And to think that a man who was 78 years old, who uh, held the, the second highest office in the United States at one point, has lived a life, has loved, has, has lost, uh, you know, unfortunately, has been very vocal a about yeah. losing, you know, so many people in his life and, and having gone through so much. You really think that one of these world leaders or business people that he has befriended over the years wouldn't possibly give him a Rolex just to say, hey, thinking about you, something like that, without it being a huge controversy. Or, right, or he bought himself a fucking Rolex. That's not the big deal. By the way, you've probably, have you known people that have owned a Rolex? I have. Because my uncle owned a Rolex. And he's not that he wasn't that fucking rich. Like, like <laughs> it's not that like, why are you like I, it's yes, Rolex watches are expensive, but they're they're more of a, a like an elite name. Like, you don't have to be a like fucking billionaire to own a Rolex watch. Right. 
let's let's do some shopping here. And Lex. who knows? Maybe it was a knockoff. Maybe he maybe he uh maybe he bought it from like some street vendor, and it's a it's actually a Polex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that little part just fell off. That's all. It's fine. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking here. It still here. works. It's still ticking. I'm on eBay. Verified user. You can get a Rolex for like twenty five hundred dollars now. For you and I, yeah, that, that'd be something to sneeze at. It's like, okay, I'd like to eat. Listen, I'm never going to buy a Rolex for that much money. But, I mean, we've spent money on video game systems. Oh, yeah. We, you know, we, like, <laughs> like, or a television or whatever. Like, it, it, I just, I, I don't think that it's like... I don't think that if someone – and look, if this was if this situation was happening with um, – I don't want to use Trump as an example because he's a terrible example. But Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. if they were like, Mitt Romney is elitist for having a Rolex watch, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> no. I just don't, I just don't believe that. Look, uh, the fact of the matter is we're still in a capitalist country, yes. and you can disagree with that, but – we still buy things, and we still go, ooh, look, nice shiny thing. I want shiny thing. Like, like so <laughs> that might have been – I don't know. Now, I don't know the story behind – oh, that oh. was my – don't worry, everything's okay. That Good. was my uh, laptop charger falling. Um, I literally kicked it out of the wall, so that's healthy. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know the whole story behind the Rolex that – like, I, I read that it was Bose – they ha- I don't know if they had fully verified that it was Bose, but let's assume it was Bo Biden's. Um, so this was Bo Biden's Rolex. Um, now, we don't know how he got it. <clears throat> Maybe it was a gift from Joe Biden. Maybe, like, he graduated from law school or something and he got him a Rolex as a right, gift. Right. Maybe it was something that Bo Biden bought for himself. Yeah. You know, maybe it was a gift from his wife. Whatever. It doesn't matter. fact of the matter is he got this. He was a lawyer, like he had a nice watch. Watches are a whole thing for people who don't know this, like, like sneakers or whatever. People are really into watches, like that's its own little culture. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Maybe for five like, long I, I, years, Christopher Walken wore that watch up his ass, and he finally gave it to. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I just don't. I just don't care. Like, I'm like, really? This is the thing we're focusing on? I just don't care. Neither like, do I. If it, was, if it was a Rolex on top of a million other things, then maybe that would be the straw that broke the back kind of thing. But, let's, let's say he had a golden toilet or something like that, you know? I mean, that would be a little weird, right? If a man had a golden toilet yes. or... Or was obsessed. That is very weird. Yeah, you know. Was that the Rolex that you just found on? I made a huge mistake. Uh, eBay. Because uh, as we were talking about Rolexes, I eBayed, you know, mm-hmm. just basic Rolex prices, and I, I fell in mm-hmm. love. I fell in love with the piece I just sent you. Oh my God, it looks so pretty. It's thirty five hundred dollars. How much is? Thirty five. Oh yeah, you're not getting that. Mm-mm. No, no. I, I, you know what? If I get a voice acting gig that gets me. Let's say ten thousand dollars. I'll pull a Kanye and I'll buy this Rolex. That'll be my Jesus chain. <laughs> yeah, that's your that's your goals. Yep. 
VO girls. And right then you'll there. be an elitist asshole <laughs> and we'll write New York Times op it. It's definitely gold. <laughs> Larry, I'm on DuckTales. All right. No. Um, rest, in, <laughs> rest in peace, Larry. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just weird I shit I did like find that. it funny when people were like, I thought he was already dead. Right? And I'm like, yeah, I think a lot of us did. Yeah. <laughs> had that Larry, I'm on DuckTales moment had not happened like a few weeks earlier or however long ago that was. Yeah. Two months, something like that. I would have thought he was already dead. I was so surprised uh, when I saw that trending again, <laughs> and that's how I found out that he passed. I'm like, we already saw this. That's a weird thing for the for the the Twitter, uh, you know, uh, algorithm to pull up again. Huh? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I clicked on it. It's like, oh, Larry King has passed away. Like, oh, that makes sense now. All right, never mind. But yeah, he R. did. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. So okay, do we want to get into more cool. nerdy pop culture stuff, or do we want to keep it, you know, politicky, businessy? I mean, we might as well. This this politics story, the political story that's here, is so bad mm-hmm. that I feel like if we're gonna talk about it, we should just get it out of the way. Did you hear about this before I put in the notes? Yes, I did. I don't. I haven't read into it. I don't know the full context. I know more background stuff about this, about how this this girl is just being abused, basically. It's it's she's in a very bad environment. It's creepy. So let's let's give context. Go ahead and give us the context on this one. So uh, you guys know who Kellyanne Conway is. Worked for the Trump Trump administration. Still Trump Trumpster person. Um. Her father, uh, is it George Conway? Yes, George Conway. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not a Trump supporter, so that's weird. He's married to a woman. Yeah, her husband. What? Her husband, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, So he, you know, like being married to a Trump supporter, but you're not a Trump supporter. I don't, I don't know how this family is dealing with anything. Um, She has a daughter. They have a daughter, Claudia Conway, who's 16 Mm. years old. Um, I think she recently turned 16. I think she was, because I remember there being a lot of things about, like, their 15-year-old daughters posting on TikTok, because that's the big thing. She has a TikTok. Right. Um, now, I've seen she's posted, like, Morse code on TikTok. Um, she's posted a lot of things. She is trapped in an abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she has said on there that she's tried to go to the police and everything. No one's helping her get out of there. Yeah. I, I, um, I and so many other people who have been following this for a little while have no idea. I don't know how you navigate this. Like, other than you call Child Protective Services, but, like, apparently nothing is happening. Nothing is being done about it. Um, at 16, though... I think she should be going after a man. Oh, yeah. Jinx. At 16, we were just talking she should about be that. trying to get emancipated. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say the same exact thing that you just said, but in the context that uh, in August 2020, um, Kellyanne stepped down from her role at the White House uh, to right. focus on her family after mm-hmm. Claudia said she was seeking emancipation from them over alleged trauma and right. abuse. Right. So, right. 
yeah, this this girl's had a rough time. You know, even even if your parents are both and, Trump supporters, and this today's story, yeah. today's story makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Or whenever this story came out, yeah, it is uh, really fucked up. So basically, um, I guess what ended up happening was Kellyanne Conway is being accused of posting. Um, a revealing photo of her daughter on Twitter. Now, um, I guess what, what Claudia has been saying is that this was done by mistake. She probably had this photo of her, according to Claudia, once again, as blackmail. If she hadn't, you know, stopped posting on TikTok and, and uh, saying all kind of inflammatory things about her that cast her in a bad light, taking away her, uh, you know, her, her her means of, of earning a living basically uh, this this uh, picture of Claudia went through Twitter's fleets feature which is like for those that don't use Twitter it's like uh, stories on Instagram or something like that um, so it'll expire it's like Snapchat too yeah yeah but uh, apparently this fleet was removed uh, but it wasn't before people on Twitter saw it and had access to it, unfortunately. So, you know, I I just want to say, first and foremost, this is a terrible thing to happen to a 16-year-old girl. It's a terrible thing to happen to anyone. But my heart goes out to Claudia because she's, she's even as a kid, she has been fighting in this household to get the truth out there to American people, to to cast aside this this perfect family life that Kellyanne has tried to paint in the, in the media, uh, you know, in public. No matter how hard she tries, this girl's like, no, that's not what's going on in this house. You need to be aware that there is abuse and there's trauma happening here. And it's not right. I I sincerely hope that they can find a way to bring child pornography charges up against her. Man, yeah. and I, I, Because I, she should she should be facing criminal charges for all of the things that she's doing to this child. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one would be the most severe, probably, in, yeah. in the context of everything um, that could actually put her in jail. Or at the very least, like, um, you know, grant emancipation. And I mean, I, I don't understand how if I if I was married, to her, I, I'd be done. Yeah. I'd be gone. How is he not leaving her and taking his kids away from this or kid? I don't know how many children they have. Um, what the fuck? Get your right. kid away from this person. What is wrong with you? Right. Fuck the father, too, for not doing shit. Absolutely. To get this child out of this situation. I mean, even even removing the kid from like, the situation the completely, just him not standing up and getting the fuck out of there and just taking little pot shots at Kellyanne on Twitter and shit like that, just to, you know, make it seem like, aha, you guys, I know exactly what you're going through because I'm going through it, too. Get the fuck out of there. You got a kid to think about. And now, because he's waited so long to get out of that situation, this shit happened. So, you know, at first I, I was mean, wondering we why. We shouldn't underestimate the fact that he's probably in an abusive relationship as well. That's true. That's true. But I would hope that being in a, an abusive relationship, you would see that abuse and you would weigh the bad. I mean, not, not weigh the bad against the good. I don't want to say that. But you would see the effect that it's having on your child as well and have that take priority. 
I just want to, like, look, he does need to try to get them out of there and everything like that. I get frustrated. I would be frustrated if the role, the gender roles were reversed. But we do have to properly address the fact that um, men do get in abusive relationships. Maybe it's not always physical abuse, but, like, emotional abuse, whatever it may be. Um, and they do get trapped as well. Yeah. Um, and... So anyone who's in an abusive relationship, it's hard to get out of them. So I do want to give that caveat. At the same time, it reaches a point where I'm like, you are not devoid of resources, dude. Get the fuck out. Get your kid out of there. Right. right. At a certain point, you have to bear some responsibility. Um, I mean, I know that, that like, my dad was not aware of a lot of emotional abuse and neglect and stuff that was happening to me. He got me out when he could and still feels guilt over it Mm -hmm. all these years later, even though he did everything he could. So I, I just, this, this baffles me. I I don't understand like I do, but I don't in that way. I don't know. It's really fucking upsetting. Um, One day this kid, this girl, hopefully will have access to therapy and will be free on her own and will be able to take care of herself. Um, I mean, I'm sure she is taking care of herself now and she's going to write a book. And, um, I hope that that destroys the last shred of whatever this evil bitch, uh, whatever reputation she has, because right. like I, I, Kellyanne Conway is like pure evil to me now, now. I'm like not evil the- incarnate. And and all of the political stuff aside, like the, just this personal shit, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not in the know or anything about what's going on uh, in their household, of course, uh, outside of what we've seen play out. So George Conway, apparently, he's so, an attorney. Kellyanne Conway, she's whatever she does. Uh, she's a political consultant, I guess. So understandably right anything that they do to separate there's going to be a legal battle and it's it's more than likely going to be tied up for quite some time especially because of 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 the public image that both of them have it's going to cost a lot of money i mean as as any divorce does but especially with them being who they are it's going to cost a lot of money and i'm sure that George Conway has considered the fact that that's going to affect both his standard of living and his daughter's. So he may have just advised her, like, you need to seek emancipation from both of us in the meantime while he works on that situation. That's what I'm hoping is the case. Right, right, right. You know, just because I, I... I mean, yeah. It sucks way, to have... Needs to gather. I think that... I think that for context here, people really should go on TikTok... And watch some of Claudia Conway's because when Claudia Conway got COVID, mm-hmm. um, it was from her mother, and the whole family got COVID. Yeah, yeah, from her mother. It was really bad, and I was deeply concerned about her. And she was posting the um, her uh, the the meter, the heart rate meter that you yeah. put on your finger. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? The um, I don't know. Whatever. She was posting that stuff, and people were like, holy shit, those numbers are really bad. Like, that's not good. So there's a really good chance that Claudia Conway probably should have been hospitalized. 
or seeking some sort of emergency help when she got very, very sick. And she, like, was posting like she was, like, she was concerned she was going to die, basically. And they would not get her help. This poor girl has been through so much. So this has been going on for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen, I've watched this for a while, and I'm, it's disgusting, but I'm not surprised that something like this happened. Because this, she's in a bad situation, and they need to grant her emancipation to get her the fuck out of there immediately. And if we have to, like, you know, as a community, raise some money for her to, like, get get on her feet so that she can take care of herself until she can get a job or whatever because of COVID times and everything like that, like, let's fucking do it. Let's Let's find her resources to get her out of there because this is not good. Now, more than likely, she has friends or someone who can help her, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's got to be... A family friend or whatever like that's one thing if i ever have kids i definitely want to be that family i want to be that family that's like if you need that we're here like we will find a way to either take care of you ourselves or make sure you're in a safe environment um, yeah yeah absolutely I, I had a i had a family like that or just, not a family i had a friend like that um whose mom she lived in the neighborhood and I had a situation where I got jumped by some kids uh, due to mistaken identity or something stupid like that. Yeah, I think you've told that story on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I dragged myself over there, and she she basically just made sure I was squared away. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of folks don't have that. And, uh, you know, it's it's. I'm glad that you strive to be somebody that wants to be that beacon of hope, that, that, uh, that safe space. And I would hope that many others do as well. So, you know, we need more people like that. But my heart goes out to Claudia, and I really hope whatever the the, the situation is in her family, that she gets the fuck out of there soon. Yeah, I really hope a judge steps in and goes, "We're immediately granting you emancipation. Get out of there. You're good, kid." Right. Like, especially she's 16. Like, mm-hmm. she's right there. She's at that age where like. She goes and crashes on her best friend's family couch for a year as she gets a job and, like, finishes high school. And then she can she can go off and do her own thing kind of deal. Like, yeah. she'll be okay. But she needs to get out of there immediately, as soon as possible. And I put the blame on people who are close gonna to these... It's just going to make life uh, in future harder. I, I, I put part of the blame, too, on people who are close to the Conways. Not even just family members, but people who claim to be their friends and see what's going on in that house and aren't doing something to step in speaking up against it you know just just basically towing the company line as always just because it's a political thing somehow. yeah i think i so i don't know anything about this gamestop story okay. i don't really understand it i feel very dumb i don't understand stocks <laughs> so this dips a toe. So in, explain stocks to me. This dips a toe into my day job a little bit. Um, so uh-huh. people have been buying GameStop shares at a, an enormous rate. I, I should preface this, I guess, with I'm I'm not a financial advisor, so whatever I say here, uh, please don't take to heart. And it's it's all just parody and blah blah blah. But yeah, don't don't trust me for your financial advice. And uh, I'm not a lawyer, so anything I say is not 
to be 100% trusted. And if you have questions about it, please do your own research and uh, make your own decisions. So, yes. Um, yeah, I don't trust you at all, so no, that makes sense. No, no, no. So with that being said, yeah. this shit is bonkers. Um, GameStop is basically, yeah, they were dead it. in the water for so long. Uh, you know, stores were closing. People are moving to digital from physical games, and that's a whole different conversation that we've had and we'll have again, I'm sure, in the future. But, yeah, so their stock was just kind of like treading water. Nobody was buying it. Nobody was thinking about it. So some guys over on Reddit on a subreddit called Wall Street Bets, what they do is they try to uh, basically, uh, what do they call it, um, uh, pump the market up. Uh, in a certain way where they all go in and they buy stock at the same time uh, in large amounts. So a few of the guys with deep pockets got in there. One guy in particular, Whale, got in there and bought a huge amount of GameStop shares uh, as well as like futures and stuff like that. He was betting on uh, the stock growing in demand. And, of course, his bet paid off because he went and bought a lot of stock. And all of a sudden people started noticing that GameStop was in demand, so the stock price went up. And as the stock price went up, more people bought in because they want to be aboard this train. They want to be on this, what they call a rocket ship to Mars. The feather in their cap is the fact that these guys uh, consider uh, themselves, it's, it's an honor among thieves sort of thing. And I don't want to call it illegal. I don't want to make it seem illegal because they're they're not doing anything illegal. They are day traders and they are buying stock, uh, you know, based on their own wants uh, or their own financial advisors or whatever. So they bought all this stock <laughs> and, the, and the prices is going up, but they're not selling it off. And as long as nobody sells it off, the price keeps on going up because there's less stock in the market and a bigger demand. It's amazing to see. It really is. But. The cherry on top of all this is that Elon Musk took note and he tweeted out, hey, how about that GameStop? And all of a sudden the stock went crazy. So it went from like 17 bucks a couple of weeks ago to where was it when it closed today? Two hundred and thirty dollars per share. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little rough. It's a little incredible. It's, it's crazy. And so people, these guys can just cash out now and make a lot of money. Well, they can. But they're going all in. They're waiting for the stock to get to a thousand dollars before they start making a move. So people have been screenshotting their stock portfolios through, uh, like you know, just the apps you see advertised, like E-Trade and, and Robinhood and stuff like that. They are millionaires now based on a thousand dollar investment. Some of these guys, and it's incredible. Because, you know, everybody's waiting to, to hit the lotto. People are waiting on their stimulus packages to come. And you got a guy who made a thousand dollar investment, probably, you know, in his early 20s or whatever. And because he he's charismatic and he got all these other people on board, all of a sudden now he's got 10 million dollars in stock sitting there just waiting. So folks don't want to sell until this what? whale sells off his stock, because when he does, that's going to cue an avalanche in the market showing people, hey, this stock is not in demand anymore. This guy's selling it off. And then the stock will continue to go down. So all eyes are on him. And when he starts to sell, when he starts to unload stock, that's when people are going to jump. 
Okay, so you work in stocks, right? Yeah, well, roughly. I work in a. Why work... are we doing this? You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know this is much more complicated. There's a thing called the Securities Exchange Commission, and so okay, to give you a little bit of yeah, inside baseball with what I do, right? So it, it's it, it's insider trading. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So for those that don't understand, yeah. it's insider trading. If I get like a tip, say a broker tells me about the story that I just told you. Right. And so then I go <laughs> into my Robinhood app and I buy stock like that. That counts as insider trading and I can go to jail. So, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not doing it. If and I if were to I, if I take your tip. And like and and get it. It's also insider trading. We both go to jail. Or at least I go to jail, right? So yeah, and you know a lot of this yeah, stuff is in place. Is one or both. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff is in place. A lot of these regulations are in place because of uh, the whole Bernie Madoff thing a few years ago, uh, where he had all those uh, celebrities, um, you know, four hundred one ks and stuff like that, and their their trading accounts, and, and he was doing all kind of nefarious shit. So now the regulations are yep. even stronger to the point where every brokerage firm in the country has to have a compliance department. They've got to have a compliance officer. And over the past decade, that role has come from it has gone from being just a figurehead to somebody who is probably one of the uh, the highest paid people in a brokerage firm. You know, just because. So, so can you personally have stocks? I can, but. What has to happen here, and we have okay. to go through a training exercise every year where we're reminded of the rules. Basically, what has to happen is I have to see a stock that I want to buy or I have to you know, uh, see some stock movement that I want to be a part of. And then I have to go to my compliance officer, make them aware, have something on record with my mm -hmm. firm, and then I can go and trade. The problem with that, of course, is if the market is hot, everything's moving and I want to buy stock, I'm going to miss out on whatever price I want to get it at because I got to go through all the red tape. So I, as right, someone that works right. in the financial community, is at a disadvantage in this situation. See, I've just always been right. I've just always assumed that, like on Friends, you should just buy stock that is your initials. <laughs> and that's it. That's how you make money. I love TV shows because they... You'll lose it eventually, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's always the same case on sitcoms because it's like, oh, yeah, we bought this stock. I got a good tip from a good a good stockbroker buddy of mine, and uh, we're going to buy a 1,000 pork bellies. And when we do, oh, we'll be raking in that dough. And then they see a little growth. And then they want to buy more. And then by the end of the episode, they've lost all their money somehow, and they've learned their lesson. <laughs> it happened on Living yeah, Single, Yeah, but, too. like, they weren't playing stock market right yeah that was a weird weird storyline i always assumed that stocks were like gambling yeah <laughs> like, i mean basically this is all nonsense yeah it really yeah. is um but like you can actually <laughs> win gambling is a little bit harder i think as a as a, as a wise man mm -hmm. once said diversify your bonds motherfucker <laughs> yeah what okay yeah no no <laughs> So what that means basically is you don't want to gamble all your money on one stock. You want to have a diverse portfolio, preferably with your 401k when you're, you know, saving to retire or whatever. You want to have a, a, a money manager who is uh, I'm bold of you to uh, to assume I have retirement, <laughs> Matt. But okay. 
<laughs> you want to work with a money manager who's who's proven successful uh, through you know vetting his other clients or looking at their reputation online, of course. Um, you know, it, it pays yeah. to be smart know, with your money. I know money. plenty of people who've been screwed. Right, right. I mean, that's a unfortunate side effect to everything. Like the the best way, from what I understand, from what I've heard from people. To uh, you know, ensure that you have something put away for retirement is a 401k. But a lot of these firms do have people behind these hedge funds, these 401ks, and everything that make mistakes because it's still very yeah. human oriented. You still have people on trading floors making hand signs in some places and shit like that. Uh, you can have a trading places scenario. So, <laughs> right. But yeah. But don't you think this story of GameStop? And all of this happening is kind of proof that the whole stock market is bullshit anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, the entire financial industry is bullshit. You know, there's no more gold standard. Right. Was, uh, we put so much, like, behind it. That's what's so frustrating. Absolutely. And it's all just built on bullshit. It's all about charisma. It's all about convincing people. Once again, it's all about charisma. If you can convince somebody that something is worth this much money, then it is. And that's why GameStop is worth it. so much right now. I hate it, too, because it seems so simple, but it's so complicated at the same time. It's like, how can we get in on the ground floor? Guess what? We missed the ground floor. How, <laughs> how do See, you get this in on the is what I don't one? like about it, too. Charisma is just you're stupid. You're just fucking stupid falling for someone's bullshit. Hmm. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I've been watching 30 Rock and they were like, you know, oh, he's a doctor or whatever. And Kenneth goes, oh, well, he's a doctor. You shouldn't trust him because eventually his tonics won't work and then he'll just leave town. Like, <laughs> like that. I mean, it's just a, a series of people who buy into like the And I'm not saying I'm not susceptible to this. Of course I am. <laughs> I live in our same society. I, I've bought into people's bullshit. We all have. Um, it's just it's just so frustrating to to sit back like you were saying and you're like it should be so simple and yet right. yep. why am I so dumb about this? Like, you, it's just it's wild. There are rare occasions in life when you meet somebody who is both charismatic and good natured. These are very rare occurrences and there's varying degrees of it of course as well. But sometimes when you meet somebody who has your best interest at heart and is also good at communicating their wants and desires to people and convincing them that this is the way to go, you know, it's it's easy to get drunk with that power. You know, that's why you see so many stories about celebrities who just turn yeah. into assholes after they get rich and famous. Because Look, this is why this is why we know I'm going to eventually become a cult leader. Right. Because <laughs> I'm just I'm. I do have a good heart right now and I do have the good intentions, but like I'm so goddamn charismatic that eventually it's just going to happen. It feels inevitable. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, right? I, it's got to happen. This has got to happen. It's a natural conclusion to the podcast. That's what's going to, it's the season, the, the series finale. Obviously, you become a cult leader. Yes. And they zoom out and you see a whole big crowd of people. And Listen, no, no, no. This is this is when the show really gets started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lex and Matt Unlimited. Okay. We're going to get a farm. 
just gonna be fun. <laughs> You're gonna get a farm. I'm gonna get a space station, and there's gonna be like 40 new cast members to keep track of. It's gonna be great. Right. Let's cover all of it, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just said yo. I apologize. That's okay. I'll to let it slide. To everyone listening. <laughs> so. In these trying times, please forgive me for saying yo. <laughs> That's our Super Bowl ad. <laughs> the end. <laughs> All right. Quick hits. Do you want to talk about WandaVision? Do you have any thoughts on WandaVision yet? I watched WandaVision. I've watched all of WandaVision that's out. I did. I watched all of it. Cool. I don't know what this show is. Me neither. I and do I not know it. who it's made for. Let me tell you. I, uh, I, I don't hate it. Okay. I will. I will not say I love it. <laughs> I, I fucking love Elizabeth Olsen and want to ask for her hand. So if anyone can connect me to her, I would greatly appreciate it. Is she on Twitter? Can I go simp for her on Twitter? Anyway, I love so Deborah Jo Rupp. I, I don't want to marry the woman, but I love her work. She's a great actress. I love her too. I would love to have Deborah Jo Rupp adopt me. There like, look, I I want people in this show involved in my life. Clearly, <laughs> um, yes, I'm. I'm. I did not listen. I did not know. Before this show that I was madly in love with Elizabeth Olsen. It, it was not clear to me. Um, it was much like a romantic comedy or something of those sorts. Mm. I didn't know she was right there in front of me the whole time, you know? Uh, I didn't I didn't see her that way. Not mm. when she was playing Wanda, not in any of the films I've seen her in or anything like that. I've seen her a few projects outside of that, I believe. Mm. I always thought she was very good. Um, but I've just never seen her that way. And then she was in this show, and I'm like, Kuh. Well, let me, <laughs> like, let me tell you. Let me tell you about Elizabeth Olsen. I appreciate the fact that she's so good on this as far as, like, I haven't seen her in anything oh, in a role acting, of this nature. In the direction. She was, oh, yeah, yeah, she was what phenomenal. I'm, what I'm like, saying is, it's so like... Funny. It's so good because, like, this is a sitcom sort of deal, and I don't know. It's good to see that she's got those chops. It's impressive to see Paul Bettany has those chops, too. Like, man, you guys are just naturals for this shit. It's incredible. They are really phenomenal on yeah. this show. Um, like I said, I just don't know who it's for. <laughs> That's the part that gets me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like... Who who amongst the the Marvel fans is like super hardcore television nerds on mm -hmm. this level to get? I mean, look, I'm guessing there are plenty of people that are watching this, especially younger people that are watching it that do not understand any of the references. They're just enjoying seeing these two characters. Maybe they're not even enjoying it. I don't know. Hmm. But it feels like this is television nerd. This is a television nerds TV show. I think you may be and underestimating like, the the hardcore Nick at Night fan base that's out there because it's not just people who love Bewitched and Dick the, Van the Dyke. The hardcore what fan base? I'm Nick, sorry, it's cutting out. Sorry, the hardcore Nick at Night fan base because these aren't just people gotcha. who. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's. You know, these aren't just people who like watch Bewitched and, and Dick Van Dyke. These are people who grew up with these shows always on somewhere 
you know. So it's like, even if you don't, even if you don't like yes. Dick Van Dyke, you know he tripped over that fucking ottoman every episode because it was just it was on it was on TV somewhere. No, no, no. That that's you're, you're right. This is totally fair, totally right. I kind of assumed that I was one of the weird kids because you know my mother was older um, than my father. Mm-hmm. And and is just you know like so so she was a little like had seen some older shows and stuff like that she grew up with that stuff so I was basically watching reruns because she liked that stuff, um, and then I I obviously watched Nick at Night as well so I grew up on TV Land and Nick at Night, but I didn't I guess I didn't necessarily think about how many other kids had done the same, I guess I I was thinking more along the lines of okay, so these Marvel fans. Are mostly gonna know if they're gonna if they're knowing sitcoms, for example, mm. they're going to know Friends, they're going to know um, what's the other one, Full House, yeah. like maybe some Boy Meets World, a little bit like like those '90s um, sitcoms, but that's gonna be maybe a little bit of Seinfeld, but that's gonna be like the extent of it. Mm-hmm. I I didn't I didn't necessarily think that they're going to know like. And this is what what was what's been referenced so far? Bewitched, Brady Bunch, Dick Van Dyke. What was the first? Oh, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. So so each episode, so it was Dick Van Dyke was first, and then it was Bewitched, and now it's Brady Bunch. Right. And then I don't know what next week's is gonna be. I think um, next week's gotta but, be Full House, right? Like, because they got kids. Well, no, uh, no, no, because then you're skipping the eighties. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah. There's, but yet yeah, you're skipping the, the the entirety of the '80s. So next week will probably be, I'm guessing in the realm of like a little bit of that Miami Vice style, mm. like kind of hitting up that sort of feel that the '80s had. Hmm. Um, and then they'll get into Full House. Maybe a Give Me a Break or something like that'd that. That'd be nah, my guess. Like, that'd be great if they did Give Me a Break. Like, what the fuck? How did they get here? What? <laughs> I said Miami Vice because I don't know why that was like the most 80s show that I could think of, but I'm also not thinking of 80s sitcoms other than Cheers right now. Yeah, Cheers would be a hard pull for them. Mm, Step by Step was 90s. Uh, Family Ties Ties is really... uh, But here's the question. What is it? It has to be an ABC property, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, for them to get access to, Disney. like, the, the the actual, like, set pieces. Like, with Brady Bunch, they had the actual, it, it basically like the Brady's house flipped around. And I thought that was amazing. They did a great job with okay, that. Okay, so here's some examples of 80s sitcoms. Okay. Let's look at 80s sitcoms. Growing Pains. Mm-hmm. Who's okay. the boss? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. Oh, my God. Next week, this could be the top example three's company that's the 70s i could see that but the problem with that is uh, is that there's not like the family full aspect house to that started in 87 really yeah, okay so it could was full house it could no. be full house yeah no i still think i still think we're one week away from that <laughs> if i had to guess i don't know how many episodes there are though mama's family no Just just make a hard left and do mash. Why not? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Family Matters started in the 80s, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, 89. Yeah. So, right at the tail end. Yeah. 
Anyway, so I'll tell you this. My fear, or not fear really, but something that I'm going to have to accept, is the fact that eventually we're going to lose this. Because we know that there's something nefarious at foot behind the scenes. We've got little glimpses of that throughout the show. Eventually we're going to lose this sitcom goodness, this feel-good you know, vibe between Vision and, and Wanda. I I'm I'm gonna miss it because like we rarely get these types. I mean, of personal he's just moments. dead, right? Like we don't know. He's dead. Like we don't even know. What... Or is he back? Did he come back? In, no. Uh, in Endgame. Nope. No. Because he because his stone is gone, right. so he can't be back. Exactly. But we I'm don't know. I'm guessing that this is like her creating this world because she's basically lost her mind losing him. Mm. And That's then she's gonna say no more mutants or. Fuck, I don't know. She's going to say no more mutants and be like, oh, right, there weren't any. Oh, shit, though. What if this was like the somehow the creation of X-Men? <laughs> she goes, no, more mutants. And it's like, oh, shit, they're all here. What if she's like, hey, guess what, guys? YOLO, mutants, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, that's how they create the mutants in the MCU. Well, something interesting. Hey, guess what? Mutants. <laughs> Something interesting happened last episode that I was very pleased to hear, which is that somebody actually mentioned her fucking brother for the first time since Age of yeah. Ultron. It was a big deal when we lost Quicksilver in the movie and he kicked off the Sokovia yeah. Accords and everything like that. It was a big deal, but we've never heard from him again. We've never seen a statue of him in the Avengers compound. I think I may have mentioned that last week, but yeah, like, they never talk about him. And I always thought, you know, if they're going to make it a story beat, it's possible that, yeah, she does have a very fragile uh, connection yeah. with sanity right now. And just the very mention of her brother can take her to her dark place. And they don't want that to happen. But the comics. have Yeah, done... I, I assume that they haven't addressed him for a reason. Right. Like that that's her side of the story that they've been waiting to explore with a movie or in this case a television show. Something on that end. Like I, I assume that it wasn't addressed because they couldn't do it in the time frame that they had with the movies. There are rumors that I'll not mention here, but I'll share with you off mic if you want to hear them. Uh about yeah, I casting. And I don't I don't want to give anything Ooh. away or spoil anything for anybody, so it's very exciting, that's all I'll say. Um, yeah, I like, I like WandaVision. Now I gotta wait however many fucking stories we gotta go through to get to that. <laughs> gonna be like, okay, this story, alright, that sucked, moving on. Um, this happened? No. So, yeah. anyway, I, I like WandaVision, and I can say that emphatically, because I, I like that we can have a story like this unfold so slowly, understanding that we wanna binge it, we wanna know what's going on, but they're just giving us a little piece here and there. They're leaving the breadcrumbs for us because we need to be retrained to wait for these stories to unfold. And if anybody's yeah. going to do it, My, it's Marvel. Right. Like I said, and this is not a criticism. Well, maybe it's a little criticism, but it's not like a, I don't like this show. It's just a, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, holy shit, that was really good. Who the fuck is this show for? <laughs> like, That's kind of my weird brain going like oh man i know what that is like i understand that but look at what they're doing with it i mean for a a television and film nerd 
it's a very, very fun show, and I can see why critics adore this show. And we'll probably shower it with, well, I don't know because it's Marvel property, but, you know, I would think it would get a lot of awards. Like, this yeah. this feels like an awards type of show um, well, because it's a callback. They love that. They love old Hollywood. They, they love do. this stuff. It was the highest rated Marvel property on IMDb for the week it premiered. Then it dipped back down to number two this week underneath Black Panther. So people are loving it. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would be shocked if it's not at least nominated for a bunch of awards just for the nostalgia factor alone. Oh, and that's the old Hollywood factor. That's something we should mention too. I, I love the fact that they've been consistent with this where if they do some type of uh, special effect during the show that mm-hmm. happens like in the confines of the, uh, of the, uh, the sitcom world, they use mm-hmm. the same type of special effects from that era. Yes. So like the yes. quick cuts and then like a little tape uh, rewind where you can see it clearly happen. They do that as both a story device and as a way to show off like, yes, we understand the limitations of the time period and this is what they look like. I think it that's is great. So detailed. Mm-hmm. It's it's really phenomenal how detailed the show is. I <laughs> I'm uh I, I'm a sucker for details like this, guys. I really am. And and you message me and you're like, This show was made for you and I was like, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Calm down, Matthew. <laughs> Whatever. And then I was watching it and I was like, God damn it. This show was made for me. And like I so in that way I do love it, but I, I also think like you're you're only getting fractions of the story and it's very confusing. And I think that's a part of why my brain is also going, What is this? And who, who did they make this for? Why is this a thing? Like that's my brain going, This is absurd. But I don't it's not a bad absurd. It's just it's it's different, which is nice. Like it is very like I do recommend it, even if you're not that interested in it. I wasn't that excited for it, even though it is kind of my vibe. Um, you know, I, I recommend watching it if only, like, because the episodes are a half hour. Yeah. And it's just different. Like, it's very weird. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we need. I, I think it hit at the right time, too. We're, we're yeah, pretty, of course, deep into the pandemic and everything like that. We've watched all. Yeah, much like Wanda, we're all losing our fucking minds right now guys and right. creating fictional worlds that are completely separate from reality so you know that's my theory it's just it's actually set during the pandemic wanda's at home <laughs> who would have thought that She's watching wanda iced coffee wait that's me wait am i her who knows i go. don't know do the i want to be her or be in her i don't know who knows whatever the camera pulls back to someone watching WandaVision on TV. As it pulls further back, you see the back of your own head, which you don't recognize at first because you never see the back of your own head ever. And then you see, it is you. And it says, produced by Lex Lutz. Yeah, that sounds like a very terrible production. It does. It does. Not based on the fact that you produced it, just based on the fact that they somehow got you to produce this without your knowledge. That would be fucked up. But it sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, we went too deep. <laughs> Quick, someone grab a spinny top. We gotta see what's happening. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, with, 
it is a good show. Like I, I do, I, I am looking forward to the next episode, which is what Fridays is it released Fridays? Every Friday, yep. So okay. we've been praising Marvel. We've been praising the yep. Marvel branch of Disney all this time. Let's get back to one of our favorite pastimes, and actually just you know give them a big middle finger for stupid decisions they're making. Yep. Uh, according to the discussing film Twitter account, Raya and the Last Dragon. The upcoming uh, 3D animated uh, Disney proper movie, uh, yeah, um, was it was it starring Kellyanne? Ke- <laughs> Kelly Conway? <laughs> no. Uh, bringing it back. This episode oh, no. is dark and light. Oh no! <laughs> Please don't let it star her. No, uh, it uh, it stars Kelly Marie Tran. I apologize mm-hmm. personally and emphatically to Kelly Marie Tran. Uh, and like Murray, if you're listening, he's a huge fan and has defended you for years now. It's so. true. It's yeah. True. Yep. Um, so, Raya and the Last Dragon, the movie that she's uh, going to be voicing the titular, titular character for. Uh, that is going to be premiering very soon on Disney+. Plus. But, oh, wait. It's behind the paywall. It's behind the Disney Plus doing premiere access. Yeah, they're doing this again. You thought they would have learned their lesson. But what really sucks to me is, one, they can do that for, for this film, but they keep pushing back uh, Black Widow, you know. And secondly, yeah. this is the second movie that they've done this premiere access thing for that has starred in, in a predominantly Asian okay. cast. And that is a bad message. I, I don't know. It just feels wrong, you know. Just like hey, what what else? What films have they premiered on there other than I, Hamilton and Mulan? Well, uh, Hamilton wasn't premiere. Hamilton, they just put it out there. Yeah, it was. No, I didn't pay for it. Hamilton was it. supposed to come out in theaters. Yeah, but in the summer. I don't think that was premiere access though. No, it wasn't premiere. They, that's what I'm saying. Oh, what I see. other new movies that were supposed to be released in theaters I get were you. released? on disney okay i thought you meant specifically behind that weird paywall that they set up no 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 um, no no no. right so lawn was the only one behind the paywall that i remember other than this one now yeah i agree with you on that so yeah it was of course like yeah. you mentioned milan um hamilton and then that pixar film on oh onward and soul actually come to think of it yeah Okay, so Onward was not premiere. No, you're right. That came out at the theaters for like a week or two, and then they put it on Disney+. And then Soul was, Soul was not premiere at all. Not at all, no. It sounds like, honestly, because, and maybe this is not fair as far as, maybe you're right. It sounds like they're choosing the premiere films based off of this was supposed this cost us a lot of money and was supposed to make us a lot of money. Yeah, we got a lot because riding on this I one. Because I think that they had lower I don't know, it's surprising though because Soul was a, you know, a Pixar film. That's right. a that's a, a big cash cow. Mm-hmm. Um Hamilton, I can understand that's low risk. They're really just buying the property. It was already filmed, you know. Yeah. They didn't yeah. have to pay for that to be made. Mulan, I know they, they spent bought a, the rights. Basically, they spent a lot of money on Mulan. Absolutely, spent a lot of money on. Yeah, that. and this movie looks really great. So I'm guessing they spent a lot of money on it too. But didn't they spend a lot of money on Soul? It is confusing. It's very yeah. strange. I don't know anything about Onward. I never watched it. I don't care. It's got to be some type <laughs> that of like bad. 
it's got to be some type of like uh, audience testing or or you know just market research based on certain factors that are involved in the film like the cast or something but uh they're being greedy bastards i'm not going to disagree on that oh for sure for sure it should be across the board everything should be included especially since hbo is doing the same thing for the cost of the subscription fee i get to see which i i would have thought that would have made disney go all right we're abandoning this right right especially the fact that they're sticking with it is is their arrogance i'm yeah, I'm. I'm not fucking paying for. It. I'm not. I don't want to pay for any of them out of principle at this point. Right. Something that's going to be on there in a week or a, a few months, rather later. I can wait. It's fine. They're putting out new Marvel content I every just, week. Yeah. And there's there's content there's content on HBO. So fuck you. Like, right. Ow. Uh, whatever. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be buying new uh, Apple devices and are going to get access to Apple Plus. So, again, that's another option they yeah. have. Paramount Plus is coming yeah. with, a, with a rebranding. Peacock has inherited over 72,000 hours of content from a certain party that I shan't mention on the show. But, yeah. And they're free. Wow. And, and they're free. So all these all these streaming services are competing for your time and your money. And they're all doing yeah. it in, in successful ways. <clears throat> so why would you add yeah. another wrinkle to your service, especially for an unproven property? Well, yeah, I, the fucked up part is that they're banking on parents paying just to give their kids a movie. Mm, yeah, that's what's that's what I don't like about it, too, is that this is really feels like they're kind of preying on parents who are like, oh, my God, <laughs> I just need my kid who's going through a really rough time right now because they can't go play with their friends and live a normal kid life. I want to give them this movie. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Disney did the same shit to us when we were little, and they were like, we're going to put this in the vault. You can never have it again. And I was like, but I just want The Little Mermaid, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right, well, your parents better pay up. Buy this VHS in a little clamshell case. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Cool. They they really need to bring back those clamshell cases for like special editions of of certain movies. I think just just make them um um like almost like an ASMR like a fidget spinner. Ooh, just feeling them. <laughs> yeah, fun. little little yeah. puff puff, little puff of air comes out. Yeah, yeah, it's good shit. Yeah, I remember those little like how it crinkled and everything. Mm-hmm. Those were nice. Mm-hmm. Brand new. And then and then McDonald's, oh my god, I just remembered this. McDonald's, the little toys, and they were yeah, in the case. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about this until just now when I was thinking of the texture. That's weird. That Brains are cool. weird, guys. I know, I know. You reminded me of something, too. Treasure Planet was a thing that happened, and they really tried yeah. to market very unsuccessfully. But what they used yeah, to do cool. for McDonald's, apparently... For the big Disney premiere movies, they used to send mm-hmm. out like a press kit to certain McDonald's mm-hmm. locations in, in larger in larger markets, and somebody found one that was for um, Treasure Planet. So it had all the little toys inside of it, and it had a handwritten yeah. note, and it had like a little uh, a, a like clip. sealed. Like they found like a sealed box from back then. Yeah, 
Yeah, apparently they found it like a, at a flea market or something. I gotta find this. Oh it was God. on TikTok or Instagram or something. Please send this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so need they, to. I need this. They found this whole kit, and it was in such pristine condition. It even still had the pull tabs. You know how you had to pull out the uh, the pull tabs so the battery would work. Oh my God. Yeah, it still it had, had the that. little the little like plastic or usually paper tab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And they they were in like mint Burger condition. King had some really good toys back in the day too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All of the all of the fast food places had good toys. Okay. Way back when. What was your what what is the signature Happy Meal toy that you remember when you when you think about growing up? Oh man. Ah. Damn, dude. I loved the little mini beanie babies. Oh yeah. Was those are big hit. <laughs> and those and and those were like, oh shit, are they gonna have the cow or <laughs> you were just hunting? I want that platypus. Like you just had the ones that you really really wanted. I thought um, one of the smartest the ideas. Of the I'm sorry, one of the, one of the smartest oh, ideas the they cups. had. The cups. Holy shit! The the, McDonald's had the best cups. Oh, the cups. Yeah. Remember all of their like, and they were cheap as hell too. They were. It so a long time. one of the smartest thing McDonald's ever did was like, I think maybe last year or the year before last, they uh, they bought out like their greatest hits Happy Meal toys, and so they had mm-hmm. like eight different Happy Meal toys from like across the generations. So they had uh, the McNuggets you could dress up uh, like a fireman or something yeah. like that. They had a Beanie yeah. Baby in there. Um, they had a Barbie doll. They had a Hot Wheel because for some reason Barbie and Hot Wheel was like every other month. For Happy Meal toys. Yeah. They had the Muppet Baby Kermit the Frog on his skateboard. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, I don't know. These are just like toys you just see around, like growing oh, up. Oh, okay. Okay. I did just remember another one. Okay. When Rugrats came out, mm. they had Rugrats watches, little digital watches. Oh, yeah. And you can look these up. And they were the shit. Yeah. And I had the blue Tommy. Tommy was always my favorite. And, of course, it was, like, this perfect blue. Mm-hmm. The perfect shade of blue. That watch was my jam. And also, a couple or a year or two ago, I saw a meme, and someone was like, if she doesn't know what this watch is, she's too young for you, bro. And I was like, shit. I am attacked. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. So those were at Burger King. I remember that. Those are Burger Those King. Those are Burger King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Burger King had some really cool toys, too. I remember they had some really great Star Wars toys, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe that was Taco Bell. Oh, okay. So if we're talking about the prequel trilogy, there were... Yes. So there, this was a concerted effort by Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. They all had certain toys in this line that you could only get if you go to their location. Yeah, I remember Taco Bell the most. Yeah. I think we went to Taco Bell more. I don't know. So what was cool about the presentation of those, they came in these little, like, just square boxes, and they had, like, it was like a photo yes. cube, and you would see little, like, scenes from the movie yeah. on every side. And so you never had to take the toy out, but you could stack them up in a little pyramid or a wall or whatever you wanted to do mm-hmm. and collect them all, which is, of course, what they want you to do. I had, like, nine of them bitches. Yes. Oh, yeah. man, they were so cool. I know. So cool. <laughs> Dude, okay, if we have any listeners who have children now, like, are they, do they still have, I know they still make toys for the Happy Meals. They have to, right? Like, oh, yeah. Unless they're just giving, like, 
digital codes or so I don't know how the fuck this works anymore. <laughs> but like, I, <laughs> how are the toys now that they're giving to the little kids now? Like, I'm very curious to hear how modern McDonald's toys are. I really like. I, I just think that's such a cool thing that can like I hope continues. I get like that little toy, you know. That's just a sweet thing. Yeah. Although we were given like boot-shaped chicken nuggets made out of God knows what, and then like fruit punch that's like just a bucket of sugar, and we're like, go for it, kid. <laughs> it must be really difficult. I mean, speaking of what you were just saying there, it must be really difficult to find Happy Meal toys in mint condition because, first of all, you're giving it straight to a little kid. Secondly, you're yeah. giving it to them in a scenario where they have barbecue sauce and ketchup and grease and salt all over yeah. their little mitts. And, and as we discussed, it. sweet and sour, which is the best sauce. Yes, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Covered in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember going and getting like happy meals and then like I'd be with my cousins because I like I grew up with my two my two cousins, one who's uh, like a year and a half older and then um, one who is two. She's two years younger. So like we it was always the three of us. Um, and we would go to like, we'd, like her dad would take, would take us to like McDonald's and then we'd either go like bowling or roller skating or whatever. Cause it was the fucking nineties. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just remember that being the most fun. Um, so I definitely have that association of like the little toy and like, what'd you get? What'd you get? You know, that kind of thing. But yeah, like I, I, you know, if someone has a mint condition toy from McDonald's, I'm concerned about that person, honestly. Like, <laughs> You're like, what kind of kid were you? Were you a very, yeah, were you a very strange child? What, <laughs> what was going on in your life? Are you okay now? Like, did you need to talk? <laughs> what I used to love to do when, yeah. uh, back in my Deacon days, uh, for for Halloween, I would go to McDonald's and I, I would, I would buy like just the the toys themselves to hand out to kids, just because like. You know, you're getting candy from everybody, but you get like an individually wrapped toy that's just for you. That's kind of cool. You know, something different. Yes. So, you know, I remember something. that did happen once or twice where there was a specific toy that I really wanted. And my dad would like go out of the way to mm. try to hunt it down. Um, I oh, wait, 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 wait. I need to look this up before I completely get into it. Um, I want to say it was Anastasia. Hmm. Uh, McDonald's toys. Okay. Is it Anastasia? Yeah, what was that? Was that Dream? There was. There were some. Yeah. Yes, this was it. Okay, guys. Anastasia collectibles, and they were McDonald's or Burger King. I can't tell. But these were like they had like a little train set, and they had <laughs> like. There, there was it was a whole thing. They had the little mouse guy or bat or whatever he was. <laughs> yeah, Burger King. It was Burger King toys, and it was like it was a whole thing. And I remember I got that for Christmas that year. Like my dad hunted it down or whatever. Oh, that was a Fox those. movie. That yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, yeah. So it was Burger King. I feel like that movie should have done better than it did. It had some pretty cool character design. I distinctly remember loving it as a kid, being really into it, but I have not I I have not seen it in Christ, 20 years? Cuz this is, this came out in 97. So, yeah. 
Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Very long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking at these toys, and I think I think like basically they hunted down like I think my dad found like all of these toys for me. Basically. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm sure he doesn't even remember. But it was a great like. I think that was the year I might have gotten a bike too because of the right age bracket. I remember one time my aunt who worked in marketing, she um. I don't know what happened, but like just one year and it wasn't even for for Christmas or anything. She mailed back home because she was out in LA. She mailed back home a shoebox full of McDonald's toys from like different lines. And I never got a chance to ask her like, where did you find all this stuff from? Cause I was a little kid. I was a little little kid and I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And I just ran off and played with them. But now I'm like super curious. I got to ask her about that. I'll, I'll right. report back. That's, that's very interesting. She probably won't remember, though. Like, right. That's what I've found. Sometimes they bring up things like this, and they're just like, like my dad's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, okay, I mean, that's kind of cool. cool. I love stuff like that because it's like you do something for someone that is the most special thing in the world for them at, at a point in their life, and you don't realize how special it is, and then they'll just years later bring it up like, hey, remember that time you loaned me $5? What you didn't know. Was it I had yeah. to? I couldn't eat if you didn't give me that five bucks. You know, just something like that. You know, just like yeah, there was something. Oh yes, yes, yes. I brought this up to my father recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "Do you remember how many labels you used to change just to make me laugh?" And he was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, like you, you would take like candy bars, and you would draw, um, like you would just like if it was like sweet tarts, you'd put an F on there and be like." sweet farts or whatever uh. <laughs> just to make me laugh like you would change you would change the la- the packaging and i think of it with so many things and he's like i have no idea what you're talking about still slaps it's still like, slaps. this is a thing that literally has influenced like how i look at the world <laughs> see it on so many if i see a label where i see i could do it i think of it and <laughs> he's like i have no idea what you're talking about that's good stuff that is good stuff, man. I like yes, that. Yes, that okay. You just sent it to me. Okay, you because you sent that picture to me. I also had this Chucky. Um, he sent. Sorry, guys. Matt just sent me the Rugrats picture because I sent him the Anastasia train set picture. Yes. Matt just sent me the Rugrats watches picture, and that Chucky watch. It smelled like bananas. Oh, it was a scratch wow. and sniff band. It smelled like bananas, and it was so cool. So I definitely had those two, and I think I had one more that was orange, but I don't remember which character or what that was. But I know I had Tommy was the one that I really wanted, mm-hmm. and then I know I had Chucky as well because I remember it smelled like bananas. <laughs> uh, and it, like it was so good. I really want to rewatch the like Rugrats in general, like the Rugrats TV show and the movies and stuff. I don't know if I'm going to wait till I have kids, if that ever happens way down the line or what. But, like, I feel like revisiting those. I, I feel like they're going to hold up really well. I imagine so. I don't know. Yeah. I think so. All right. So, complete 180 from that. Were you ever a fan of Resident yeah. Evil? I am a fan of Resident Evil. Okay. Okay. Um, I haven't been into the more recent stuff the last one that i well i played the the uh, i talked about on this show but the resident evil 2 remake i played that uh the last resident evil game that i really got into though was four 
And then I watched my brother play the older ones, basically. So Resident Evil 8 is about to come out. And this is uh, named Resident right. Evil Village. And uh, I I hope you've seen this trailer for it because it's... Uh, I have not. I'm sorry. It's pretty I did bonkers. I not know I was supposed to watch this. No, no, no. no. It's, it's just, it's been out for, for a few weeks now, but basically... Wait, they're horny for it? What? They're who? They're what? This, the, the, it says Resident Evil 8's giant woman is a lady, is named Lady Whatever, and she put the internet in horny jail? Yes. What? That's, that's exactly right. Oh, no. So, in this episode of Resident Evil, we're not going to be fighting zombies, apparently. We're going to be fighting vampires or other undead creatures of some sort that still have their wherewithal. So, this character, Lady okay. Dimaretz... I'm sorry, Dimitrescu, apparently. I can't pronounce it either. I didn't, I didn't know her name. I didn't know she had a name because the internet has been referring to her as Giant Woman. And she's a, she's a southern belle of a giant woman. And she is... Um, she's blessed up top. And people have been uh, very horny over her over the past few weeks. And so it's like our culture is very horny right now. We're locked inside. It's cold out. There's a deadly virus. We're all just very horny and sad. Yes. So you put you put a giant attractive vampire in front of us with eye level endowment. Uh, people have been uh, having some fun with that. So apparently, right now, listen, I'm I've reached the point where I fuck her. Like I get it. I get it. <laughs> These are dark times we're living in, my friend. Dark, dark times. <laughs> what was great is during during the uh, the original promo, during the trailer and everything, people were like, is she really tall or is she shooting her from a certain angle where it makes her look super tall? Oh, no. She's eight foot tall. It's It's been verified by Capcom. Oh. Yeah. So this week, hmm. uh, they put out a playable that trailer. That is both scary and interesting. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They put out a trailer. I'm five two. I'm doing a little bit of math here. <laughs> You're gonna have to climb that tree, friend. That's that's, that's your journey right there. Um, they they put out a, a playable trailer again for this uh, game. Okay. Ever since PT was a thing, Resident Evil has been copying that motif or you know paying homage to it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so they they put this little snippet out, and it's not necessarily scary per se. It's got a couple of jumps, but they introduce you to the environment that you're going to be playing in. It's, an, it's, a, it's a mansion, it's the dead of winter, and there are vampire women yeah. who are very thirsty for your blood. And you will also thirst for them. According to the I, If this doesn't turn into a playable porno, I do not <laughs> want it. <laughs> Capcom gets weird sometimes, man. You never know. I've Let's played Dead weird. Rising. They get weird. I haven't. I haven't played that. Mm. Is it weird? It, it yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Bad weird or good weird? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while, but I'll go with good. I'll go with good weird. It's it's just okay. got a very. So there's a certain vibe that these developers at Capcom see Americans uh, through. And you can see it's like, yes, oh, okay. they're absolutely obsessed with entertainment. They're obsessed with food. They're obsessed with sex. 
and this is how they emote all of that Where's simultaneously. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't front on it. You cannot front on it. But yeah, the, and yeah. and and lo and behold, we're we're proving them right by lusting after naming this. off. These are a few of my favorite things. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> so yes, the oh, internet lusting funny. after I, I this uh, fictional it's character. Like, I think I understand this culture, but I I don't. <laughs> Like, it's a little bit off. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Pretty much. Um, I've just never played those those games. Um, I haven't played any of the recent Resident Evil either. I played a little bit of 5. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was 5. The um, one where they were, like, in Africa. I think that was fighting. the one where they were fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were really fast for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was weird. So, yeah. And the one before this was... The, the color scheme of that game freaked me out. If that makes sense. Because it didn't look like a Resident Evil. I, I can't put a finger it on was, it. It was like a desert. Yeah. Yeah. It was very brown. It was it was off. It mm-hmm. felt sickly. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. If you like giant Everything. vampire women, Resident Evil 8 is the game for you. Um, we talked about this a little bit before we started. Uh, Saga's coming back. Finally. Brian K. Vaughn confirms the series will return. What does it say exactly when? Uh, well, it says it reminds us that Saga 54 was nearly three years ago and that both Brian K. Vaughn Holy and Fiona shit. Staples, uh, when they announced it'd be taking a hiatus. Uh, bah, bah, bah. And it looks like he goes, and just to head off the comments, yes, Fiona and I are still hard at work on Saga and we remain hugely appreciative of the four of you left who haven't completely lost patience with our extended intermission. Hard to believe, as it may seem, I promise these new issues will be worth the wait. So, yeah. He said it's coming. Three years is a lot. That is asking a lot. I just... Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to... uh... I, I mean, I... I don't know. That's annoying. It is a little annoying. Either way. I, I didn't realize it had been that long. I thought it had been like a year. Honestly. Mm, yeah. Since it's been off. Right. I mean, I, I think I owe it to the fact that I never caught up because I knew it was going on hiatus. So I'm like, I'll wait until it comes <sighs> back. And then I'll just read it all <gasps> from the beginning. So you haven't caught up on... Oh, no. So you haven't caught up on it? Nope. I have not caught up. I couldn't even tell oh, you where I left fuck. off at this point. Okay. It's been it, so long. It leaves off on the biggest cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, it, it is the biggest cliffhanger of that book. And that book has a lot of cliffhangers. Man. So, the fact that they left <laughs> us so long. Woo. So, yeah. That's coming back. Thankfully, you guys, it's coming back. All right. A little bit more news. Uh, apparently... Uh, MGM says Lovecraft Country's Misha Green to write and direct the next Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander reprising as Laura Croft. So for those that enjoyed Lovecraft Country and the way that they crafted and and put those action (laughs) scenes out there, I know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I got stuck No, 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 you're good. It just was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. The way that they brought that stuff forward... Uh, if you if you appreciated those action scenes and, and the story that they told wherein, then you can get ready for seeing Laura Croft do all kind of amazing shit in the next Tomb Raider film. I think this is a perfect fit simply because 
They Tomb- made a Tomb Raider film before that? <laughs> yes, like, other than Other than, uh, I mean, I know that they made the, the, the old ones. Right. Yeah, that happened. The Angelina Jolie ones. You know what? Okay. That one came out I when everybody you. was bonkers over, like, the superhero films coming out at the time. And I remember seeing it advertised. Okay. I never saw it either. But I know I was glad that they were going with uh, the, the newer version of Lara. Croft instead of like you know the super sexualized shooting tigers in the face Lara Croft so you know something a little different mm, yeah we'll see if she shoots any tigers on this one I hope she doesn't because that's kind of weird uh, Godzilla versus Kong yeah, trailer but that's good that they've got a, a good director taking over yeah yeah they're gonna get a little bit of uh, direction there from one of the best in the game. The Godzilla vs. Kong trailer finally dropped after people have been patiently waiting for so long. You saw it. What did you think of it, Lex? Um, I think it looks super dumb, <laughs> but like, I that's what I expect from these movies, honestly. Yes. yes. I'm like, okay, cool. Yep. I I don't. It's not something I would go see in. Well, I'd see anything in theaters right now, mm. <laughs> like if it was safe to do so, but. It's not something that under normal circumstances I would probably pay to go see unless someone else wanted to see it. Um, but I, considering it's going to be on HBO Max, of course I'm fucking excited for new content. Yeah. I'm excited for new movies, even if they suck. You know, <laughs> um, it it looks corny. Um, I was not impressed with the trailer. Yeah. I know everyone's very excited. I was just like, okay, cool. I'll watch it. Whatever. Like, like I was like, all right, all right. Godzilla. They, at one point, they said like Godzilla's killing people. We don't know why. And right. I'm like, maybe because he's a giant monster. He can't help <laughs> but kill people. But I'll tell you this, I'm excited about it. I'm excited because I went to oh, the theater yeah. to it see the like first Godzilla movie. Yes, it does. Let me tell you why I'm excited about it. Because with Matthew Broderick, two whole hours, ideally. Two whole hours of sitting in a theater and watching a giant gorilla beat the ever-living snot out of a giant radioactive dinosaur is the type of escapism that everyone could use right now. Not only that, but so, just seeing under a normal big circumstances, giant... I would, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Under normal circumstances, I would favor Godzilla. Mm. However, you have to factor in that Kong has thumbs... That's he true. has, like, opposable thumbs. I feel like that's the advantage. I think that's what's going to win at the end of the day. It's the same problem that we had with Street Fighter versus Tekken. Yes, the Tekken fighters are more proficient in hand-to-hand combat. However, the Street Fighter motherfuckers can throw fireballs. Godzilla can throw fireballs. I know. He's got that reach, you know? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Kong could, like, rip his skull apart. With those opposable thumbs. That's true, too. We can't underestimate evolution. Yeah, yeah. We can't. Plus, Godzilla's homie Mothra is always waiting in the wings, off in the distance. We don't know. We (laughs) never know where Mothra is. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate Mothra, either. Don't sleep on Mothra. Come on. That's right. Don't. Don't do it. (laughs) So, anyway, they got pushed back one week to March 31st. I don't know why. People are saying it has something to do with James Bond being delayed. I don't have enough brain power to figure out how that works right now, but you have been informed. 
March 31st, Godzilla vs. Kong in theaters, question mark, and on HBO Max. So check it out. Are movie theaters open right now, or are they closed down again? They're closed to me. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I'm not going to any of them. Fuck it. Nope. I saw some story. All right, this is it. Yep. This is it, and then we're going to stop. I saw some story about AMC <laughs> getting, like, a bailout of $916 million or some shit like that, talking about, oh, yeah, we're good. This is this is going to take care of us. All that talk about, oh, no, the theaters are dying and all that stuff. AMC is like, not us. We got $916 million from somewhere. We're good. I didn't want to look any further into it because yeah. it just annoyed cool. me. Yeah, good job, guys. You got money. Way to stay open, I yep. think. Yeah, you're fine. Good. Are you actually paying your employees? No? Okay, cool. Are you paying Whatever. your employees a living wage on top of that is the other question. No. Oh, definitely not. Right. No, no, no. That's asking way too much. Way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, this that's is our show. One. That's it. Hope it you guys is. enjoyed that. We're done. We're done. <laughs> this is a very long episode for us. Was it? Yeah, it was. You're right. But take into the account okay, the uh, technical difficulties that accompanied it as well. That's yeah. This is true. This has been a technical nightmare. It we have been, been having technical nightmares for some time, guys. This but don't has been worry. Very annoying. Don't worry. We're reaching out to professionals, and we're going to get the help that we need to give yeah, you guys we're, we're, the highest quality show that we can deliver. I cannot hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I'm not joking. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I can hear you. Okay. And on that it note. It is going. It's gone. All right, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Follow us on social media. Be excellent to each other. <laughs>